Before we get to the episode, there are some changes happening and I want to make sure that all my stepmoms are in the loop, especially stepmoms who have thought about joining the membership and haven't quite got there yet, or those who have joined in the past, then taken a break with the intention of coming back in. Here's the deal. The membership is changing in 2022. We are amping things up with more exclusive content, more coaching and more support. The first big change is that I'm going to be doing monthly coaching sessions on hot step family stressors. So how to improve your relationship with your stepkids, how to set boundaries and stick to them, how to co-parent with a high conflict ex, how to be proactive, not reactive with your step family stressors, how to have hard conversations with your partner. I'm going to walk you through it all. We are also going to be doing more free coaching calls, more exclusive tell-all podcast episodes and next level interviews with experts. We still have a private forum where you can connect with me and other stepmoms from around the world. This is the place where you can go to ask me anything. But because I want to connect with you guys more one-on-one, I am starting office hours. So if something is going on and you want to chat or ask me something face-to-face, hop on my office hours and I will help you come up with a plan. If you want to improve your step family life in 2022, this is the resource for you content, conversation, and coaching that I do not share anywhere else. But here's the deal. Right now, the membership is $11.99 a month, $7.99 if you do six months at a time. But with the up level in coaching and support and content, the price is more than doubling. However, if you join before the end of the year, you can lock in at the price it is now and it will never go up. Which is why I said, if you've been on the fence, now is the time to join. So www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash membership to join and I'll see you in there. Remember what I always say, sitting around bitching about how hard being a stepmom is won't make being a stepmom any easier. If you want change in your life, you need to change something in your life. And I'm here to show you how to improve relationships, feel more confident and in control of your step family life. Let's make 2022 the year that everything changed. Hey there, it's Jamie Scrimger here, and you're listening to the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. I'm a wife, a mom, a stepmom, a coach, a conversation opener, and a BS caller. Eight years ago, I found myself sitting on the bathroom floor, bawling my eyes out, wondering what the heck I was thinking, marrying a man with three kids and an ex-wife. Look, don't get me wrong. I was madly in love. The kids were great. But being a stepmom is, well, it's just complicated. If you know, you know. As a 26-year-old with zero experience in the parenting department, I went to the internet for support. But I was disappointed with what I found. So I decided to create the type of support I was looking for. Raw, real, solution-focused conversations about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. Life can be hard, really freaking hard. But it's entirely possible to thrive amongst the tough stuff. Each week, I will bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life. We're bringing you along as I create my own. Let's do this. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Stepmom podcast, which is less about being a kick-ass stepmom and more about living a kick-ass life and thriving amongst the tough stuff. Now, this is the last podcast episode of the year, which is so crazy, so exciting. Time is flying by and I thought I would end this year with just a good old chit chat between two stepmoms. So today's guest is Summer Felix Mulder. She is a wife, a mom, a stepmom, entrepreneur. She is the host of the Everything Always podcast. 
a podcast where she and her partner share what they learned blending their families, which is, as I'm sure you can guess, a lot. (laughs) In this episode, we talk about the importance of boundaries with the ex. We talk about how she and her partner parent each other's kids, gratitude and blended families, and why she and her partner have always asked the kids for their opinions about how things are going in their home, and so much more. It was really a great conversation. The audio isn't the best, but the conversation is definitely right up there. Now, as always, I want to hear what you guys think after the episode. So come on over to Instagram, shoot me a DM, share it on your stories, say hi to Summer. We love hearing from you. Let's dive in. Summer, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So I guess the best place to start is for those who may not be familiar with you, if you could give us a little bit of a lowdown on who you are and what you got going on. Yes. So I am a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a stepmom. I have done all things blended family, most all things. (laughs) My husband, Mike and I got together almost 13 years ago. It's been a long time. We took our sweet time getting engaged and getting married. So we were probably together seven years, been married for about four and a half years now. We're both entrepreneurs. So we've got businesses that we run and we've got all kinds of challenges when it comes to co-parenting, step-parenting, blending the family. We started when the kids were really little. Now they're teenagers. Our oldest is 19 and it's been a ride and it's been awesome. And then it's also been really challenging. And I feel like it's matured us a lot with all the things that we've gone through. And so we started a podcast because we were talking about like, there's so many challenges going on with blended family. People need to be talking about it more. So we started having friends that were going through a divorce, people that were like, oh my gosh, how did you deal with your new partner's kids? This is so hard. What am I getting into? And they had all these questions for us. And I was like, we should do a podcast because I actually like talking to people about this because I've learned so much and I feel like I could give some good advice from being able to step outside and and look back at the things we've gone through. And so we started a podcast and it's called Everything Always. And it's Mike and I talking about things that we've gone through. Also being really mindful not to get too personal, you know, or exploiting things within our family, making sure that stuff was okay with the kids to talk about. And then I do interviews as well with experts, you know, or people, people like you, you're going to be on the podcast, which is going to be amazing. So So yeah, and it's, it's been so much fun and it actually has allowed my husband and I to bond more and talk about things that, you know, we sometimes have a little bit of a different opinion on and sometimes learn from just in having that conversation and, and talking to other families that are going through similar things. So it's, it's been a ride. It has been awesome. I think like with anything in life, those challenges that you go through and the growth that you experience from it, make it that much more rewarding. And especially if you're open to it and make the relationships that much stronger. Mm -hmm. I love what you said there, how it's good when you guys get to have conversations, especially on the podcast, because maybe you have conversations that you might not have dove into as deep as you would if you were doing a show. Uh, Darren says that he's like, you know, 
I recommend that husbands get a podcast or have a wife who starts a podcast because then you can, you know, maybe call them out on some things and have some conversations. And, you know, I maybe wouldn't be able to do this if you didn't have the show. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm glad to give you the mic. Thanks so so much for telling people about my freak out last night, but uh, we're all just real. (laughs) We are just real. That's the thing. Talk got to talk about the real stuff. And it's like, you expose yourself, right? In terms of, you know, yeah, I totally lost my shit last night, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. or this was a situation that happened. It was super hard or we had a fight and this is what it was about, but this is how we overcame it. So just being able to talk about it is so helpful. Yeah. It's funny. I was, I had a webinar that was coming out and I had just done all these promotions. It was about Darren and I's marriage and what we've done to improve our marriage. And that same day I was so pissed at him and we had like this real life stuff going on. And I think that's what I like about talking about it all, right? Like, yeah, your marriage has improved. These are the tips and strategies on how to navigate step family life. But we're not over here living this like Brady Bunch life, guys. Like life is still hard. We're just looking at it from maybe a bird's eye view when we can come back and reflect. Exactly. So I would love to know about, so you guys both brought kids from previous marriages? Yes. Two and two. Two and two. Okay. So four kids. So four kids. We each had a boy and a girl. Mike's daughter, we always we always say from him, from me, because at this point, they're just all our kids. Our mm-hmm. kids are just, this is my brother, this is my sister. And so he brought a son and a daughter. And I had met them when they were about three and five, almost six at the time. And mine were three and one. <laughs> So it oh was, my they were like very, very young. Yeah. My divorce happened when I was pregnant with my youngest. That was when we met. And then we took a long time. It was probably six or seven months before the kids even met on a, on a play date, you know, that we were just like, yeah, let's see what happens. Let's like go to a park or something and see mm-hmm. how, how the kids get along. We really just took our time because I think we were both out of our divorces. At least I was at the mindset, like, I'm not going to get married again. I don't need to get married again. Like, you know, did that. I was so mindful of the kids not wanting to rush any type of relationship into their life. And then at the same time, feeling like I, I really liked my independence. And at the same time, our relationship just kept growing. And then it became like, oh, well, this really feels good. And this is what a relationship should feel like. And this is, this is like so different than what I've experienced before. And then it was kind of like, okay, let's, let's start hanging out more. Let's let the kids know that we're dating. Let's, you know, and it just kept progressing, progressing, progressing. And then we started to relook at what we loved about the idea of marriage and what a marriage should be. And then it was like, okay, we're ready to do this. Did you guys live together before you got married? We did. Yes. So you were blended before you were officially blended type thing. Yes, exactly. And that's probably what, you know, we be, we were this family and then it was kind of like the kids were saying like, all right, when is this going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> it's, Come on, it's guys. It's time to do it. Put, put a ring on it, dad. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So you talk about different parenting styles. So how does that work with you guys? We're pretty similar in our parenting styles. I think there's times that... Mike is a little bit more harsh on like, Hey, this is the consequence. We're following through with that consequence. He can be like that super dad masculine role, but for the most part, we are the same in that we always have talked about the kids having a voice. So 
we always want to hear like what your experience is. What are your thoughts? What do you feel is working in this family? What do you feel is not working? And so we would do meetings because there was so much that was changing. And there was, you know, there's always then the back and forth of like, sometimes we have two, sometimes we have all four, sometimes we have none. Sometimes you're sharing a room. There's like so much going on all the time. And so we wanted to make sure that we had this pulse of how does everybody feel? Because there are those times where it's just like, well, I feel like you're giving more attention to her kids, you know, or I feel like nobody's caring that I'm upset about not getting to use the PlayStation. He always gets to use it way longer than I do. Things like that. You know, this is like little kid issues, but it was like, okay, let's, let's talk about these things. What do you think is a solution? So in terms of parenting styles, we've always been like, Hey, you know, these are, these are house rules that we want everybody to respect at the same time. Let's come up with some of these together and have consequences together. So there wasn't that like, you're not allowed to do this because I say so. And that was it. It was like, no, we want your feedback. We, we want to understand, but sometimes, yeah, sometimes you're just not allowed to have sticky syrup pancakes in your bedroom. <laughs> it's just going to be a rule no matter what you think. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. That's so good. So have you guys always parented each other's children or was that something that you moved into? That was something we moved into. And to be honest, I, it was something that we definitely had to work our way into and build the trust from the kids at first. And one thing that I've seen and that we were really mindful in the beginning is that, you know, these kids are trying to build trust with you. They're, they're just learning who you are and they still have another parent. Sometimes they don't, but in our situation, kids had another parent. So to be coming in and starting to discipline right off the bat can be hardcore. And I think I understand the mindset of like, hey, this is my house and you want to be respectful and these are the rules and all of that. But at the same time, I think you get a lot further when you earn that trust. And so our our approach to all of it was to really be more like a peer or almost like a babysitter. You know how a babysitter, you're like so excited for the babysitter to come over. They're going to be fun. But at the same time, they're going to be like, hey, you're not allowed to jump on the couch. Like this is for your safety. So I'm going to watch out. But when BioParent was home, BioParent would take care of the discipline of like, hey, you know, you just broke something. You just snapped at your brother. You just whatever it was. We would have that person be the disciplinarian and we would just kind of be like, yeah, you know, here's the rules we'll enforce when mom or dad's not around, I'll enforce that rule. So the whole idea was like really to be, hey, I want to build that trust and you to like me before I go in hardcore with disciplining you. Mm -hmm. Was that an easy process? Because I know it's easy to be like, yeah, this is how we did things. And but what was that really like? I mean, no, it sucks because (laughs) there's times where you're just like like I like things neat, right. Or I would have things like organized, like, Hey, I want you to have your, have your room tidy or stuff like that. And then the retire, and I can talk about this openly because they know, but like, you know, I'd have my stepkids that were just like, not, they were, they were messy, you know? And it's like, I would be like, Oh my gosh, this is driving me crazy. Like everything was just put away. And you just throw stuff as you go through the house or it's just so messy or you leave all these messes all over the place. And I would want to say something like, so badly. And then I'd have to go say something to my husband. And then there's that whole, like, well, I don't want you to be mad at me because and feel like I'm attacking your kids. You know, like, it's like, Oh, your kids are doing this and my kids aren't. And I think that's a big thing about like blending in blending families that you, you feel because you're so used to having 
rules with your kids and you want the other kids to adapt to those rules as well, but they're not going to. And they also have different rules at the other household and it gets frustrating. And at times it's just like, I mean, I remember one time it was in the morning and I told my husband, I said, I'm leaving for the day and I don't know when I'm going to come back. I just need to be away because it was just like mess after mess after I had just like done so much work. It was really annoying to me. And I was like, I feel unappreciated. I feel this, I feel that. I was like upset. I was pissed. That's like the standard like, stepmom freak out, eh? Totally. It was the total total freak out. And I'm just like, I'm done. Nobody cares. So when I finally came home, there was this whole, like my husband had everybody like cleaning. (laughs) And then there was like apologies and like, Hey, we do appreciate you. And of course, when you get that, then you're like, wait, maybe I overreacted. (laughs) (laughs) Like when you finally get what you need. No. So that, that's just like typical stuff or it's certain things where I'm like, Hey, you know, you just totally snapped at me. I want to get mad back, but I have to like, you learn a lot of like self-control and patience because I would like go, okay, let me wait. And then I'll talk about it with my husband when he gets home. Yeah. It's really hard to not be like, you cannot talk to me like that. And yeah. it's, it's that fine balance too, because Darren said, he's like, I felt like you were a tattletale in the house coming to me with all these issues that you needed me to deal with. And then on my, on the flip side, I was like, well, what do you want me to do? I'm not dealing with them because I'm not their quote unquote real parent. And that's not how we're doing things. So like you need to deal with them. But then there would be things that he didn't think were a big deal. You know, maybe they didn't feel like the mess was a big deal or, or whatever. So it's like finding that balance And I do think it's good we're talking about this because so many people will read things online about like picking your battles. And, you know, we all say our advice and the things, but we're saying this because we had to take our own advice because shit was hitting the fan. (laughs) No, that's exactly it. Like Mike would always say to me, okay, but pick your battles. Like it could be this that we're dealing with. It could be that. And I, you know, I'd be like, okay, I totally get that. And to be honest, like throughout the years, I have mellowed out. I have been like, I didn't really need to freak out about that. Although I'm glad I did because it teaches you the lesson of, yeah, what are you going to get upset about? What is important? And at the end of the day, what we would just do is say, okay, well, what's really important to you and what's really important to me? Like, let's talk about what's important to each other. Like for me, I like my space to be clean and tidy. Like for my mental well-being, that's just who I am. I need that. Some people, it doesn't matter. They're like, I don't care. I like the chaos around or whatever it is. And then, you know, he might be like, well, attitude's really important to me. You know, how, how the kids behave about this or like having the kids clean up after themselves or like we would have, you know, like, hey, you guys need to make your beds in the morning, right? Okay, is that really going to be one of the main things that they have to do? So yeah, you just kind of pick and choose like, okay, what's going to be non-negotiables instead of saying what's the perfect, what's the ideal? Because with that many different personalities, people coming in and out from this house to this house, growing into teenagers, all the different emotions, like there's so much going on. The ideal is like unrealistic, but if you can nail down the things that are like, this is really important to me and all respect that and like listen to each other, you're going to get a lot further. You're still going to have things that are going to drive you crazy, but at least you have a different mindset about it. So true. I used to get so mad when the kids would eat the lunch snacks and I would say all the time, don't eat the snacks. You don't. And then Darren would say, is it that big of a deal? And I said, yes, it's that big of a deal. Do you know what it feels like to go make kids lunches? And there are no 
snacks for lunches. And then when I'd be like tidying the kids' room or doing something, I'd see that they had snuck the granola bars. And then I'd get so mad too, right? And you know what I've done lately? I just get the bulk box for four extra dollars. Like, you know, just the shit we worry about that actually doesn't matter. Like just get more. Like if you were saying the same thing over and over and over again and nothing's changing, what are you going to do? So it's like, I just buy it in bulk. Exactly. And you look at like the grand, the the big picture and go, is this really that big of a deal? It's so funny. That was Mike saying, he would always be like, stop eating all the scent. Those are for your lunches. And the same thing. I was like on the reverse. I was just like, okay, but at the end of the day, is it really that big of a deal? You know? <laughs> Darren would say to me, he'd be like, well, do they have anything to eat? Yeah, Darren. I go to the freaking grocery store every single week. You see me yeah. lug all those bags in? Yeah, they have freaking food to eat. It was so funny. And now right. I'm just like, $4 more a week. Totally. I wish I would have learned that a long time ago because I spent a lot of time pissed off. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, there's so many things So you're like, okay, you, I see stepmoms a lot with the things that they're so annoyed with. Like when it comes to clothes, you know, like they should have brought the clothes back that I got for them back to my house, you know, things like that. It's like, okay, but <laughs> is that really such a big deal? You know, there's, there's so many things that, and maybe it is, and maybe that's important. I'm not trying to say that what drives you crazy isn't a real thing. It's a real thing. But like, as the kids start to get older, as we mature more, having gone through all these experiences, you do look back and go, that was so silly that I stressed out so much about that. I spent a lot of times worried about some skinny jeans from Joe Fresh. A lot of years. <laughs> I, and I bought a lot of those pairs of pants. <laughs> I yeah, just kept buying yeah. them because that was the only thing my stepson would wear. And then they would never yeah. come back. And it was like a freaking meltdown. And, and you know what? This is one thing that I'm, I think is not a big deal. What is the big deal about driving to the other parent's house and just grabbing the stuff if they forgot it? That's what I'm saying. Totally. I would say that too. That's something that you just go, this is the situation. Sure. You'd like to not be inconvenienced at all, but you have kids. You did sign up when people say I didn't sign up for this. You totally signed up for it. (laughs) You totally did. You didn't know what you were signing up for, but you signed up for it. You you just, you signed up for it and all this stuff is going to come. It's the same with any relationship. It's like, and then you, you're you're either going to welcome it, embrace it, do what needs to be done or just give up. Right. And most, most of us, we don't want to give up on it. But that's part of it. That's part of having kids. That's part of, especially if you're if you're co-parenting, if they're going to other houses, that's part of it. Sometimes you're going to have to go out of your way to get whatever, the lacrosse gear. You know, yeah. if you didn't want to, it's going to be 15 minutes extra or whatever it is, but you got to do it. Well, if you think about it, on the flip side, they didn't sign up for two houses. No, right? exactly. Like, they didn't sign up for any of this stuff either. And no. I forget stuff all, I, tr- I really try to be mindful of this because I forget stuff all all the time. Like there is never a time that I don't go into my car to go somewhere that I don't have to run back in and grab something. It's just how I roll. And I'm a grown ass adult. So to expect a six-year-old to remember things, you're setting yourself up to be disappointed. And on the flip side, I do also think it's important, speaking of the clothes thing, different parents value different things. I know every pair of pants and every sweatshirt that Reese has, I think about, like, I I like picking out the outfits. I like all of those things. I always was like that with my stepkids. 
all parents aren't like that. Some parents do not give a crap what their kids wear. And they're just like, there's a pair of tights, a black pair of tights is a black pair of tights or whatever. Right. So there's the different values there. So a lot of times they're not even trying to not return them. There's just a big pile of laundry and everyone's just trying to keep these children alive. Exactly. So if you listen to our podcast, Mike and I talk about the four agreements a lot. We've had our kids listen to it on road trips. And one of the big things is making assumptions. So we assume like, oh, you, you don't care that I spent so much money on these nice clothes. You just don't care. Or you're purposely trying to keep them at your house or things like that. Instead of, you know, just kind of giving the benefit of the doubt and, and realizing, you know what? What's on your radar is different than what's on my radar. What's important to each of us is totally different. You know, you have different jobs, you have different lives, you know, maybe, you know, one household has tiny babies, one household, you know, has five cats. You know what I mean? There's like different things that overwhelm you. And we tend to get in our own head and think that what's important to me should also be important to you. Otherwise you're being disrespectful, you know, or you're a bad mom or you're a bad mom. Right. And it's like, we all have our strengths and and weaknesses and we just, we do things differently and that's okay. But I think it takes a certain level of maturity (laughs) in order to finally see it that way. All right. If you follow along on Instagram, you know, I love a good hoodie. I love a good plain shirt. I love a good plain sweater. I love a good neutral. I'm really about keeping it simple when it comes to my wardrobe. And I love to dress Reese the same. That's why I'm so pumped to partner with Austin Oaks. Guys, when I first had Reese, I struggled to find cute clothes for her because I felt like all of the girl clothes had unicorns and butterflies and sunshine and all those things on them, which is totally fine if that's your style. But again, I like to keep it simple. So when I stumbled upon Austin Oaks, I was sold. It's a unisex clothing line for everyone in your family. Austin Oaks items are designed and manufactured here in Canada, made from high quality, ultra soft bamboo cotton that is eco-friendly, sustainably sourced, and so freaking soft. Seriously, plain, solid, high quality pieces for your whole crew. Personally, I am obsessed with their adult bamboo hoodie in ivory and the bamboo crew in gray. And I just ordered Reese the same. You should see the cute outfits that my sister Brett got my nephews. Guys, I can't tell you how obsessed I am with all of their pieces. Cool thing is Austin Oaks ships to both Canada and the US. I highly recommend checking them out. You can get all the information, go shop at www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash Austin Oaks, and then use the code Jamie10 for 10% off your order. You're welcome. The other day I was writing an Instagram caption all about all the things that I wish I would have done when I first became a stepmom. The first thing on that list was to start going to therapy. If I could go back, I would have started personal therapy and couples therapy immediately. Now I have shared this in the past, but going to therapy truly changed my life. My only regret is that I wish I did it sooner. It gave me better understanding myself, my triggers, the stories I've been telling myself, It helped me with strategies to take care of myself and my anxiety, to achieve my goals and improve my relationships. Like I cannot recommend therapy enough. And that's why I'm so excited to share our newest sponsor of the podcast, BetterHelp. So BetterHelp is a professional counseling service done securely online. So no awkward waiting rooms, no driving to your appointment. Like you can have the call from the comfort of your own home. 
BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can connect in a safe and private online environment and start communicating in under 48 hours. Not only can you schedule weekly video and phone sessions, but you can also send your counselor a message anytime and get a thoughtful and timely response. Now, finding the right counselor is key. It has to be a fit. And BetterHelp understands this and is committed to facilitating therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free to change your counselor if you feel like it's just not aligning. Plus, it's more affordable than traditional therapy and financial aid is available. It is available to clients worldwide. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression and stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, family matters, LGBTQ plus matters, grief, and self-esteem. So if you're ready to dive into therapy as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com forward slash stepmom. So join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash stepmom. Now on your website, you talk about the importance of having boundaries with the ex. It says getting divorced does not mean you still get all the benefits of being married minus the sex. If your partner's ex is still calling him up when she has a bad day or because he'll understand her issue with her mother or because her sink isn't working, it's not a good sign. It's an ask to stay connected and will hinder the relationship with the new spouse. So good. Yeah, that's huge. I would say that was one of the biggest things that friends who started dating somebody new girlfriends that would start dating somebody new would vent about. And they're just like, she calls him all the time. We'll be out on a date and she's calling him right then and there. And he answers or she texts us at midnight about the kids stuff. You know, it's like all these things. And then it would get into and, and things like, you know, Oh, Hey, I just got a promotion at my job. And it can go both ways. You know, it can be, I've seen it happen that way as well, where it's the man doing that to the ex-wife, you know, and the guy's getting like super frustrated. Like, why are they always like talking to each other? So the danger, and I've seen it so many times. I mean, this is the stuff that like breaks people up because you're in this new relationship now. And my mom actually said this to me years ago. And it's what got me in the mindset, like going into dating. She said to me, your ex doesn't get all those same privileges. Because when I was going through my divorce, when you're you're first going through a divorce, it's very confusing. You're kind of like, we were married, we were best friends, we were the ones there for each other. And there's this period where it's just like, you're still calling each other for certain things because you had a bad day, because this happened, because that happened. You're trying to parent together, you're this, there's all these emotions. And in order to like successfully go into a new relationship, that person has to feel like the priority. You don't want to feel like, oh, they're also the priority. And just because you're not sleeping together, you're not in the same bed together or all of that doesn't mean that they still get to be each other's emotional support. That's what we get to be to each other. Of course, this is all my opinion. (laughs) It's my opinion too. Yeah. I mean, I just think by having the right boundaries and keeping it just about the business of the kids, it's actually better for everyone involved, including the ex that is trying to like keep their, their reign in on your partner. You're setting up realistic expectations. You're not constantly hurting feelings like, oh, I was supposed to call you about this. Oh, I was supposed to, to do that. Or I was supposed to answer when you were upset. 
it's like, you know what? You're not together anymore. So therefore you don't need to be that support to each other. You have one job now when it, when there's kids involved, the one job is make sure that the kids are okay. Come together when it, when it's about the kids and that's it. And don't manipulate that either because some people manipulate that either use the kids as, as leverage, but it's extremely important because there will be a lot of resentment coming from if you have a partner that is still fully engaged with their ex, you're going to be resentful and you're going to feel like less of a priority. And it's, it's an awful feeling. Yeah, for sure. And the partner needs to understand that that's the person who is giving you the sex. So you need to try. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You need to tread lightly. No, I totally agree. And I, you know, I think at the beginning it's true. There's a lot of people who get divorced and they have like, things are going to be amicable. We're still going to be friends. We're still going to do this. And there's this like fairy tale phase where you think that you guys can be all of these things still and still move forward. And, and that's where those really loosey goosey co-parenting agreements come from where there's no boundaries or there's no schedule and that kind of stuff. And I always say that works really well until it doesn't typically when a new partner comes in. But even with Darren and I, there was at the very beginning conversations that that were taking place or things that were happening. And and I finally said, like, why, why are you having these conversations? Like this needs, this isn't good for anyone. It's not healthy for anyone. And I do think that partners should feel assertive enough to say, this isn't working for me. And, and know that you have the ability to say that. Cause I think a lot of times, especially new stepmoms will not want to say anything because they don't want to rock the boat. If you don't tell someone what your expectations are in your relationship until five years later, when you're really freaking pissed off, chances are, it's not going to go over that well. That is so true. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I first told Mike about concerns and things that I had, it was like, wow, why didn't we do that sooner? Because mm-hmm. the other thing that you're going to learn is sometimes they don't realize, I didn't even realize that I was giving that so much attention. Like I didn't realize that that might be an issue. You don't because you get comfortable you do things. You're kind of like, this is just how it is. This is just how I've always done it until you finally enlighten them and go, Hey, this is my experience with this. And it's damaging our relationship or we're not able to be what we could be because of what you've still got going on with your ex. The hard part is that when you start to do things differently, like if you're, if if you start to create those boundaries with an ex, like, Hey, I just, I'm not going to answer you after this time, or I'm on a date or I'm, I'm only going to answer you when it's about the kids. If you're going to try to, you know, throw some emotional dig at me, or if you're going to try to talk to me about your personal problems or whatever, I'm just not going to, I'm just going to politely decline that engagement. They will get pissed. Like totally most of the time they're going to get pissed because now they're losing that control. You know, now they're losing a sense of importance with that person. And I think it's going to be ugly for a little while, but then it's almost like you're retraining the whole relationship, you know, and then it, it starts to become the new norm. And then before you know it, it's like, you just don't respond to that. And that person probably isn't messaging you about all of that emotional stuff anymore. They're kind of like, well, I'm not going to get a response. So what's the point anymore? No, it's true, right? Like people do what works for them. And I had this interview uh, for the membership with Terry Cole. So do you know Terry Cole, the boundary boss? Yes, yes. She's so good. She was talking about how sometimes partners are reluctant to set the boundaries with their ex because they don't want to poke the bear. They don't want to make things worse. And she was saying, 
how it's helpful to explain and say, well, that temporary discomfort that you're going to have in having that conversation needs to not take priority over my long-term discomfort, right? Like that, that shift that you can have and how you're interacting with someone else is providing me with a lot of discomfort. So I need to know that that's a priority. I do think, and man, I'm going to get some flack for this, but I do think a lot of stepmoms stick around and aren't treated the way they should be treated. If your partner is not willing to set some boundaries with the ex, or if they're saying this is how it is, and it's not working for you, you do have the ability to take some control of your life and say, this is not how I want it to be. Because if it's the way it is, they're not receptive to you saying, this isn't working for me. Five years from now, chances are you're going to have five to 10 years of resentment built up and you're going to be really upset. Yeah. Like this isn't going away. No, it's not going to go away. And I think you deserve to be super valued and feel like the most important. You need to feel like the priority. And if you're questioning whether you or the ex is the priority, then something isn't right. If you're going to stay in that, then it is, you know, just hard love. Then that's what you're asking for you know, then, then that's your responsibility. Then you have to own that and say, okay, well, I guess I'm going to be okay with it. And then stop complaining about it. If you're going to stay in that, but you really need to speak up for yourself and see how your partner responds, because you're either going to see, well, sorry, too bad. That's the, you know, father of my kids or mother of my kids. And that's how it's going to be. And that's how I want it to be. Well, then you kind of know, okay, you either, you make the decision whether you can live with that or not, or you're going to hear, okay, you're the priority. You're the most important thing to me. So let's figure this out because I want to make sure that you feel like a priority. I want to, I want this to work. And if that means that I need to put in boundaries, you're right. Cause guess what? I don't even want to be talking to her that much. Anyways, a lot of times it's what you'll hear. (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. especially if you're tight, you know, that kind of stuff is like, oh, I didn't even realize I was allowing so much of that into my life, but you you know what? Boundaries sound awesome. So just my two cents, but yeah, <laughs> love it. One thing that you had talked about is swinging by the partner swinging by. I, I forgot oh, yes. if I saw it on a podcast or something, you were saying how, uh, if they just swing by or they just like pop into the house, that's just not okay. Like, why do you think it's important to have those boundaries? Did you have a swing buyer? Um, (laughs) it's happened. Yes. In the the past it's happened. And I also know that like, I have, have friends where that's been a thing and I'm like, Oh yeah, I know how that goes. Where it's just kind of like you come to your house and that person's just like the ex is like waiting out front and you're just like, wait, what? Or just like getting stuff out of the garage doing, and you're like, wait, what? (laughs) You know, or, or it's like, Hey, here to pick up the kids and just happens to just walk right in, you know? Okay, cool. I'm just going to walk right in, go to the kitchen, do, you know, whatever. And it's like, um, it's not your house, you know? So unless you have that agreement, you know, like you would with a friend or family member where it's just like, come on in, help yourself that's fine. Just have respect when you go over and don't come over just unannounced. And, and a lot of times it's like, you know, don't just show up to be like, Oh, I had to pick up this for the kids. You can send a text message or you can call and say, Hey, I'm going to swing by. Can you either leave it out front or, you know, have that respect because especially as coming from a stepmom point of view, 
it feels like such an intrusion and it feel it makes your your whole space feel less safe and less like your own. It just feels like anybody can just waltz in. Mm-hmm. And it's such an icky feeling when already sometimes you feel when you've got, you know, your partner's kids coming in, sometimes your own home feels like you feel like an alien in your own home, you know, and it's like, okay, when nobody's here, I'm starting to feel a little bit better. But when there's other people that you've not been accustomed to that are now living in your space, and they probably feel the same way, who's this person that's living in my house, you know, a new step parent, it can be really awkward. And you literally feel like an alien in your own space. So that kind of stuff just makes it even worse. And it's like, now you've got your mom or dad just walking right in. Like, this is weird, you know? Yeah. I think it's so weird. And I do think there are times at the very beginning where that's fine. So say you split up and someone had the matrimonial home and they're like grabbing things for the kids or whatever. And you have the dynamic when you have a new partnership, things need to change. It's actually confusing for the kids too, unless they have a full understanding of what's going on, especially I hear stepmoms in my membership talk about how their partner will go to dinner with his ex and the kids, but she's not invited. She's not allowed to go. I'm like, well, where's your place in this? Are you guys starting a family together or not? Like, are you part of this blended family or are you just, you know, the date and the sex on the side? Like, like seriously. Totally. Totally. At the end of the day, if that's okay for that, like, it sounds like that's not okay for her, but Mm -hmm. if she made it okay, you know, if you're just like, oh, it's totally cool. I'm totally okay with my husband going out to dinner with his kids and his ex. I'm totally okay with it. Then you're okay with it. Then don't complain about it. But I'm guessing it's not okay with her. And therefore you have, you have to say something in my mind. I'm just like, okay, when a new partnership, like you said, in the beginning, there's a little bit more open door. You're, you're just kind of navigating, right? You might both be single, you're co-parenting. There's a little bit more leniency, I guess. Like it's like, okay, we can, it's fine. But when you, when you have somebody else coming in, yes, things have to change. Just like with, with anything, when you have a new pet come into your household, things are going to change when you're married and you don't have kids. And now all of a sudden you have kids, things are going to change. Like it just, that's, dynamics change. And I feel like you're now a very important person. So now it's like, Hey, this is me and my husband. So if we're going to be doing things like this, I would like him to be involved because we are a family now, you know, he might not have birthed birthed these children, but we are blending and this is our family now. So we're going to go out to dinner. We're all going to go out to dinner together. We're going to celebrate something. We're going to do it all together. And that's my viewpoint. That's been Mike's viewpoint where it's like, we're in this together. There's no need unless there's, you know, a specific conversation or, Hey, I need to talk to my ex about, you know, some pressing situation. Maybe, you know, that might happen, but I think there needs to be some type of an agreement between the two of you. Yeah. 100%. And if they're not going to embrace you and they're saying, no, you can't come that's a power struggle too, right? Like there, she, she's basically saying you need to pick me or you need to pick her and yeah. you should always be picking your partner. Always. It's not like one person makes the rules. You know what I mean? Like we're doing this and she can't come. Well, why do you get to make the rules? You know, and, and that's just goes back to your, your boundaries. Then it's kind of like, okay, then we'll probably just do a separate dinner with the kids. So thanks. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's thanks just, so much. And you just simply, yeah, exactly. 
And again, like you said, she's going to get super pissed off. It's going to be a big blowout. You're going to have to stay true to these boundaries. And in time, it will get better, right? Like yes. this is work. Yes. This is not easy. And it's not. you have to have a lot of hard conversations in order to grow. You absolutely do. Do what feels okay for you. Don't, if it's feeling like, ah, this could be dangerous, then just don't do it. You know, there were times even my husband's ex would be like, hey, do you want to come? you know, inviting both of us, but you want to come to this dinner for blah, 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 blah. And his, you know, I was, I was kind of just like, whatever you want to do. And there were birthday parties together and all that kind of stuff. But sometimes, you know, there got to a point where he was just like, you know what? No, I'd rather just do it with us and and the kids. I don't really need to have a a dinner, you know, in the same, you know, he, it was kind of just like, yeah, it's not, it's not necessary. Would rather not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't think it was a control thing on her part or anything could have just been a friendly thing, but it just, it was kind of like, you know what, I'm going to stick with the boundaries I set in place because I feel really good about them. And I'm just going to continue that on. And it doesn't, I don't think that it takes away from the kids. I think a lot of excuses that parents will make so as not to have to cut those ties is, well, it's better for the kids. It's better for the kids. If we have an open door policy, it's better for the kids. If we're super friendly. I would just really look at that and see if it is like, if you have no conflict between the two of you and that's working for you, then I think that's amazing. But a lot of times it's a roller coaster for people where it's like, my ex is being so nice. And then two weeks later, um, my ex is being a nightmare and (laughs) there's so much drama happening and it's back and forth and back and forth, which is actually worse for the kids. So the kids see you like all getting along. And then two weeks later, they see you hating each other. So that actually, to me, is more damaging than having something that is constant. So if you're seeing those patterns of like high conflict, up and down, up and down, actually say, you know what? Boundaries in place would probably be a good thing because the kids know what to expect. Mom and dad just handle the business of us kids. And sometimes they prefer that. They do. They totally Sometimes do. they do. Because we've asked the kids, do you wish that we could do all things, things all together, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, no. Like even now as an adult my parents together in the same room makes me break out in a rash and it's been 28 years. Yeah. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, exactly. Now you talk about gratitude and visualization and how they're critical for you. How has that played into your blended family life? It's funny. I'd always applied this to my business and then it was like, Oh, I can apply this to my family. Having goals and having a vision of where I want to go, what I want things to look like. And it doesn't mean it's going to be exactly that, but it's more about that feeling of like, this is possible. The whole entire point of like the gratitude and having a vision of things is getting your brain and that mindset of like, this is possible. This could totally happen. And it's just like playing all of these things out. Like, well, you know, what if one day our, our boys totally got along really well. What would that look like? Because we had a period of time where our boys were sharing a room and they didn't get along. Their personalities were so different. Now they're older now. And it's like, it's easy now, but there was a time where it's just like, Oh my gosh. And it would freak me out. And Mike would always say, you know, look at the grand picture. This is just how brothers would be anyways. (laughs) You know, this is just how it is. And I would always say in my mind, like, I want us to be a tight knit family. And I knew that it would take time, but it was something that I just envisioned, you know, like love and hugs and we can be open and we can talk about things. And like, honestly, I feel so close, like with 
our kids and in our in our family that I we can have those conversations. You can feel the love. It's such a good feeling. And then when things do kind of go wonky or you're having a funky teen year with the kid or, or something's going on, I always return to that and go, okay, this is temporary. What could that how could this turn around? How could this be something that actually is awesome and brings us all closer together? So Blended family, step parenting, and all of that. The reason why it's so hard is because it attacks your safe place. It attacks your home, your your everyday life, right? It's your relationship. It's not like, oh, I went to work and I had a hard day and this is, you know, you have your place to come home and be safe. Your safe spot feels like it's, there's a lot going in there. It's being poked at. So it's so easy to get to get sucked into the like, well, this sucks. And my stepson's always going to have a bad attitude. And these two kids are never going to get along. And my husband's always going to be catering to his ex. You know, like it's so easy to get like, it just sucks. Like it just sucks. And that's just how it's going to be. Instead of saying like, you know what, what could this really look like? What do I want it to look like? And then just kind of reverse engineer it. Well, how do we get to that? So like I, this to me looks like we're all super tight in. We have family dinners. We do this. Everybody's getting along. If there is a problem, we talk about it. We this, we that. You know, what does Christmas look like? All that kind of stuff. And then just reverse engineer it. How do we get there from this point to there? Like how, do, how does that actually happen? So good. I love it. Thank you so much for taking time today. I know everyone's going to love this conversation. Where can everyone find you? check us on our website, everythingalways.co. There's a link to the podcast there. You can find everything always on all the podcast channels. Um, I am Summer Felix Mulder on social media and then also at Everything Always Co. on, on social. So you can find all the good things there. Everyone yeah. will be coming over, checking you out. And awesome. I cannot wait to keep chatting. Yay. Thank you so much. It was so fun. Thanks so much for tuning in. You guys know the drill. If this resonated, share it with someone who you think will love it too. And if you haven't already, I would be forever grateful if you could head on over to iTunes and give the show a rating and a review. And if you're craving more stepmom content, want to connect with me and stepmoms from all over the world and get access to exclusive content with all my favorite experts, be sure to check out the exclusive stepmom community, www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash membership. Members also get access to my online magazine and can listen in on coaching calls with fellow stepmoms. www.jamiescrimshaw.com forward slash membership. Love you guys. We'll chat with you next week.